Hey, welcome Sam to Raisin here. Man and Sarah. Hey, <laughs> welcome everybody. Welcome. I really liked that song. I thought that looking at the baby with the song was really funny. I think it was pretty funny. Yeah, well, I, I like that kind of music. I feel like I can't really listen to it or in my daily life. You know, like the Deli Girls put out a new album and like I can't listen to that like in my headphones or like on my computer or anything. When so. can you listen to it? I can go to the show, you know, and like be sure. there with the mm. people. But like for me to listen to it, I just feel fake because like I didn't even listen to like My Chemical Romance in high school. Like I've never listened to anything. Like that. My Chemical Romance <laughs> was too hardcore for you? Like that was too hardcore for me when I was like 14. <laughs> I was like, mm, this is weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I listened to... um like uh beirut in uh high school sure. yeah like soft music uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i feel kind of the opposite i like some when i'm in the mood i really like to listen to whatever like metal or thrash metal but and i get kind of moody and i kind of get in my own where i'm like yeah mm. I, I get to cosplay as somebody else inside of me does that make sense yeah Mm-hmm. I can pretend I'm the kind of, but if I was at the show, I'd be like, oh, he's too loud. <laughs> That's funny. Do you feel like inside yourself, you get to be whoever you want to be? Yeah. Yeah. I get to be the sort of angry guy that I believe I am. I can get mm-hmm. all the anger that's inside of me. Hmm. I only listen to Sixpence, None the Richer, and I, I, and I listen to it and make out with a poster of Legolas on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Sixpence? What is their fa- famous song? Kiss me, right in the velvety twilight. Kiss me, yeah. Kiss me, under the raisin man arena. And that's what this is, raisin man arena, the Twitch stream and the podcast. Sure is. Great week. Wait, was it a great week? I just said that. Hmm. It's hard for me to remember. I'm having that problem where, like, you know, when you're not doing anything, you have to write down what you do every day, or you, like, you can't remember what any, mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. Great week. Great week for Donald Trump. He uh, successfully beat COVID. He came back and he came back stronger than ever. I eat my yeah. words. If yes, it's true that if you give someone every medicine and a ton of it, they you can heal them from anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. He just got like Mike and Ike's and dip and dots and nerds ropes just like fed to him in a tray in different styles. What's that called? They say they, to throw the whole something at someone. To throw the to whole throw kitchen the- drawer or it's like you're just like, we're going to try it all to throw the whole mm. box of stuff. I don't know. I think you're thinking of like throwing the book at someone and then also like everything but the kitchen sink and you're like com- compounding this. Yeah. Yeah. Or the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw out. Yeah. Yes. Throw out. Because the- your English is a second language and you don't know, haven't mastered all the idioms. Yeah. yeah. They threw they threw the, the baby bathwater at Donald Trump and he, and he got a straw and he went <laughs> delicious. <laughs> That's mm. so good, folks. <laughs> Yeah, I was holding out. Even this week, I was like, no, this is the week that his symptoms are going to come back stronger. But it looks like uh, it looks like they healed him and they healed him good. He got the good Felipe, stuff. Do you f- how do you feel uh, prophesizing something that d- ended up not coming true? 
on the podcast no less i pointed out before we started that this was the best this was the first race and man prophecy we've ever made and i think it's gone it's wrong well i didn't invent the prophecy other people on twitter were saying it and secondly i don't feel bad because i was trying to manifest what i wanted and it didn't happen Mm. so i didn't i was like i hope he dies and i'm gonna say so that it happens but right I don't think that we're going to be um, forecasters. I don't think this podcast is, a, I don't think we can make any forecasts. Well, I want to say that as someone, my friend Naomi is saying in the chat, I was correct in saying that I believed he would survive because they would do whatever had to be done, including replacing all of his organs one by one with unsick organs. And they used, they filled him up with fetal tissue. So they did do that as far as my understanding of how that see, it works. I see that. And I, and I, t- and I took your point there, but I, I think my belief was like, oh, medicine has limits. Nature has limits. I thought, oh, you can't just do every treatment and it works. Sometimes <laughs> it always works. Sometimes there's a limit to what nature will allow. And in fact, if you go too not far, not if you're the president, though. Clearly not. Not not if you're the president, though. And this shows that Trump is not only above the laws and norms of this land, but he's also above the laws of God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking this week, Peter, my roommate who's studying, is in acting school. He's talking about the play Antigone. Did you guys read that? It's about mm-hmm. Sophocles or something. Which one is that? It's about a girl whose brother is killed and the king, for some reason, says his body can't be buried. And so she buries it anyway. And then she gets like locked in a mausoleum alive or something. I think I saw um, a high school production of it <laughs> where a boy yeah. cried and I was really impressed that he could cry. That is cool. And he That's went on a real... to be on Law and Order. Seriously. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Sorry, go well, on. I was just, we should have him on the show. <laughs> Peter was on. talking about it, and he was saying that that play is about, uh, you know, is there a law that's higher than uh, the law of man, and it's like the law of God. There are things that are good and bad, and I just thought, like, man, it's crazy how when you read that shit, though, like, I don't get anything like that out of it. I read it. I thought it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Even it's boring. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was about the Iraq war. Mm. Well, you know, you say that, but Iraq I think, but the, I think the high school production I saw was like contemporary themed. Everyone wore leather yes. jackets, and, it, and I think it was like the Iraq War. They had little switchblades. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> they were playing the Kanye West song "Jesus Walks." <laughs> you know, that's I would, so funny. No, no, leather jackets are not worn like more than they are in like high school theater productions. Yes, yes, in like in modern adaptations of Shakespeare. <laughs> Yeah, no one wears leather jackets in real life. <laughs> like, like so few people. You're watching a modern adaptation of Shakespeare and like 10, 16 year olds come out wearing leather jackets and fingerless gloves and you think, oh yeah, that's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's well, happening it, it's now. Like a, it's like a signifier in our mm. culture. It's like a signifier as a way to like age someone up. I think so you see these all these like 14 and 15 year olds with leather jackets and you're like, ah, they're supposed to be like uh, in their like thirties, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't want to go to see my kids plays. If we imagine a future of this universe where we have children and they could be in plays like we once were, I don't want to see them dressed in like hipster outfits, wearing the little Ray-Ban glasses and like doing a two thousand thing. Yeah. To try to pander to us. That'll make me sick. It could be but- wild though. If, our, our technology for, for depicting someone being cool, never, goes past the leather jacket totally forever it's yes. just yeah. someone cool wears a leather jacket we can't and it becomes its own kind of like american theater with its own like signifiers and like um 
artifacts like the way like the like kabuki yes. theater or no theater mm. has like signify like different masks mean certain things you know yeah yeah like they're like in thousands of years performers are wearing leather jackets and smoking fake cigarettes and audiences are like what is that stick in their mouth and what is that jacket we don't wear jackets we only wear holographic and it's like ah it's an old thing it's an old thing it means cool yeah you know it's funny because i this is i've i've been recently reading the old testament and one thing i don't get is like okay and this is related to what you were saying, but apparently God makes a covenant with the Israelites. He he's like, okay, you're the chosen people. So, but so God is God to everybody, but He like chose this one group of people to be God to. What about everybody else? How can you mm. you know how can you be God of the whole whole world? But then it's like if you guys fuck with these guys, if the Egyptians fuck yeah. with these guys, I'm gonna fuck with you. It's like you were God to everyone. I know it's animal farm style. Like some people are more equal than other people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It is like animal mm. farm. Yeah. Uh, I, to give a sincere answer to it, when I worked on that documentary about Judaism around the world, we had an Orthodox rabbi who said uh, that God has chosen the Israelites for a specific mission and everybody else is chosen for something else. And it's like imagining your dad who picks you to take out the garbage and your sister to clean the windows and your little brother to make the beds. Sure, but, so, the other, but the other missions, first of all, what is the Israelites mission? And second of all, the other <laughs> missions are not in the Old Testament. It doesn't say yeah. and then God picked the Egyptians to, uh, <laughs> to invent like cool for drawings on the wall. <laughs> yeah and for people who live in nantucket to oversee little ships and sailboats yeah, and stuff exactly. yeah and uh, i don't know god chose the people of venice beach to invent skateboarding and uh, empty <laughs> pools yeah hmm. i also want to say this about the biden and trump thing in the debate did you hear that there's this conflict going on where biden's campaign asked for um the debate to be online and then trump's campaign said no they want to do it in person and now they're just like stuck in a stalemate didn't 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 trump say no and then biden was like okay no did he i thought last i looked at it they were just like well now what and let's do this don't look it up let's just argue with as much info as we have <laughs> i saw somebody who tweeted oh the biden campaign called their bluff but maybe they've gone back i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they were on the 50th ping pong you know yeah i just like the idea of getting stuck like that it's just yeah. so like i don't know that's that's life man sometimes both people say no and then nothing happens do we need an? It's, i mean it's, it up? takes two it's fucked up because it takes two people to be in a relationship but only one person to end it you know what i mean hey you can always say no to ending <laughs> a relationship that's true <laughs> yeah wait stop no yeah. no no, no I've, nope, I've tried nope. that i've tried I that i don't yeah. accept this <laughs> reject it <laughs> let me get yeah. back to you yeah or you can i think most people will enter into protracted ongoing conversations so they just keep scheduling more and more talks about the relationship and that way you can keep it from ever having to end but it can only last so long i hope uh i do we need another debate i'd be i feel like i'm good I feel like I I heard everyone say their piece. Yep. I do kind of want to see one over Zoom. That would be funny. You're <laughs> it right. would be funny. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I don't need to see more debates. I do need more time to think about it, though, and think about what everybody said and mm-hmm. yeah, what, what that means. Put it down in a journal. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you have like a big board on your wall with like little quotes that everyone said and there's strings attached to certain issues yeah. and certain ideas that you have. And I do little writing prompts and every fi- morning for 15 minutes. Yeah, I write about how I feel that day. So they should the way they should do the debate is the way that like um, if you've ever seen this guy, Destiny, he's a pro Starcraft gamer who Twitch streams, but he also debates with conservatives. And uh, he has these like two hour long, like incomprehensible debates about like whatever with like neo-Nazis and stuff. And then sometimes like a video game will be playing. They should do it that way. I want. I want Biden playing a Protoss campaign while they're both on their headsets. Bottom of the screen chat is going up. That's how I want mm. the debate to take place. <laughs> their micro is off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Biden's like a little bit distracted, but he can still kind of pull both off. <laughs> That's hard. It's, it's hard enough for me to talk to you guys and also watch the Twitch stream of us talking. Wait, why are you doing so. that? <laughs> you don't need it's to hard. do that. <laughs> yeah, because the Twitch stream is like three minutes ago. So you're keeping track of this conversation and also the conversation that we just had. No, hmm. I, I mean, I have it on mute, but I, I, I want to see what the chat says. Oh, sure. Oh, that's sure. right. I got the chat. Yeah. Mm, I got to figure out a way that you guys can see the chat in real time because I can see it in real time. No, I, I can see it in real time. I can see it in real time. They can't I hear us so. in real time. So You're right. You're right. But then yeah. you don't have to be watching the, the stream. You can just look in the chat. Sam. Sam. So, so hide the stream. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. You should do whatever you want. Or but if it's just the control s- the direction of your eyes. Yes. Yeah. To look I at this. Just, I, all I'm saying, you guys are so surprised and laughed at me heartily <laughs> at the concept of me having the Twitch stream up. No, because it's, you said you said you're going back. So distracted watching the Twitch stream. Do you guys have the Twitch stream up? Do you guys have the Twitch stream up? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. I have okay. a monitor. So don't that's laugh at me for that. Don't laugh at me for that. Uh, that's not a funny idea. Well, but you said you said I'm getting distracted. It shows I care. So I imagine you mm-hmm. watching you three minutes, watching yourself three minutes ago, being like, uh, "Yeah, the debates. Uh, hold on." And all you're seeing is you three minutes ago talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me hear what this guy's got to say yeah. real quick, and then I'll be back. Yeah. What you should do is. Put up the volume on the Twitch stream so you're talking and you're hearing yourself three minutes ago talking. I yeah. go, nice. Yes. <laughs> Again, I'm agreeing with what I said. Mm. I nailed that gag. Mm. Um, Bill Burr well. was on the... On the SNL last night. Wow. We were perfectly synced up in our minds because I was about to say, speaking of what's funny and what's not funny, Bill Burr had some pretty funny ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Last night. But you did the transition, so I, I didn't need to do mine. You, no, you just hey, did it. No, yeah. Hey, if I, Sam, do you want to do your transition into talking about Bill Burr? <laughs> um, I, it's, it's, we should talk about Bill Burr. Uh, I've li- reached the point on the stream where uh, our characters are talking about Bill Burr. So Dude, switch. wait, is your Twitch not three minutes behind, but actually three minutes ahead? It's ahead. Yeah, oh, no! it's ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And and Sarah kind of likes Bill Burr's, uh, <laughs> Bill Burr's stand-up routine. Yeah. So she said he had a point about woke about. culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like... you're Sarah, like. Uh, you, do you want to describe it? Describe the Bill Burr? Kind of set us up? With yeah. It? Yeah, I'll describe it. So he... 
I'll say this first. I have a personal relationship with Bill Burr, sort of through the fact that um, once the first time Brian Fittiman ever saw me do comedy, Brian's a comedian that we know in New York. Uh, he told me afterwards, he's like, oh, your style, you're just like Bill Burr. Like no you're way, a little really? angry, little Bill Burr. Yeah, That's because my so stuff's all funny. like people do this and act like this, but it's just about like their feelings and their relationships, not about like their political. Well, you did tell yeah. us in the last stream that every time you go up to stage, you practice by going, what are you talking about? Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And that's very like Bill Burry. And so Bill Burr is like an angry comedian. He's um, what were you describing it as, Felipe? It's like the comedian that gives takes on like how everyone's an idiot. He's like the angry uh, truth teller, kind of Dennis yeah. Leary, Bill Hicks uh, mantle. Like George Carlin, except that George Carlin's considered, you know, sort of more creative and uh, revolutionary. Um, but yeah, he's an angry comedian and he just says a lot of like, you ever hear about this kind of thing? Why the fuck do people do that? Like, that's what every joke is like. And, uh, he hosted Saturday Night Live for the first time. Um, he's gotta be like 50 years old or something. He did Not say, that we... I'm 52 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. He said he'd been doing stand up forever and, uh, Saturday Night Live is back live, but the audience gets paid to be there. No way, and they really? all yeah yeah that oh. way it's something to do with the liability like they're not buying tickets to it they're getting paid so they're like contract workers That's now so do you know how much they're making i don't if anyone in the chat Seth, knows how much that would be cool to know that's wild uh, that they're getting paid because I, I would do that yeah it's about um, time we start paying people to go to college says wow wow i hope that doesn't catch on in the uh brooklyn alt comedy scene oh, guys man yeah um so he did this set and the theme of the set was like uh the woke movement which is like a term that he invented i've never heard that before uh the woke movement is uh, being taken over by white women who are acting as if they are like the holders of the mantle of oppressed people, even though they have been accompanying white men in their campaign of ancient destruction. And so white ancient women should shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I don't, I'm not like a, I'm not like a, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a Bill Burr hater. I used to really like him when I was younger. And I guess any, and I don't, I don't want to just shit on someone because I guess he is like a good stand up. But recently, like in the last couple of years, I've tried to listen to him and I don't know if I, I, I don't know if he's for me. And it's not even that I'm like shocked by the shit he says, but I'm like, I guess maybe I feel like uh, the angry sort of truth teller comedian doesn't work if you're on Twitter all the time. Because like everything he said, I think stand up is already like hard enough now that if you're like on Twitter, because it's like, oh, every take I've seen every take like that take he was doing. I was like. Yeah, I've seen this thing about like, oh, white women are taking on oppression, but it didn't it didn't feel like the most interesting take on it. And I was like, oh, how do you do this now? How do you like do stand up totally about about pop culture when pop culture moves so quickly and stand up comparatively moves so slowly? Yeah. So I feel like it kind of knocks out like one liners, monologue style jokes like most sort of simplistic political parody that you can do. And especially anything where the joke gets hinged on like giving a take on a thing that's happening right now. Uh, that's kind of invalidated by Twitter. He even had, mm. he did a joke about, um, Black History Month. Why do they have like the worst month of the year? It's in February. That's a joke that I've explicitly seen on Twitter. It's like, oh, why would why would we have Black History Month be the shortest month? It's only 28 days. Um, and I'm sure he didn't steal that joke from Twitter. It's just like, oh, all that kind of stuff is hack now. Um, well, then yeah. again, uh, what goes him? I was going to say, like, imagine, though, if you're if your job is like playing bars and clubs, mostly not in cities, but like in places are places or, where they don't like get twitter or, 
Places where they don't have Twitter. Yeah, like um, the, the signal like, doesn't uh, reach Austin, like yeah, Austin, yeah, Texas. Austin, yeah, exactly. Or, or da- the Dallas Fort Worth just, area. Just the, the horror. Uh, <laughs> just no, deep like, in the boondocks. S- s- like people who are professional stand-ups, I think have to have ha- sh- bits that like are for people who are not like on the internet all the time. And in that sense, it's like it's be just become not for us people who have those kinds of acts but that doesn't i don't know not not that it stands as bad or good but i think it explains it like we would our sets would be so different if if we had to like tour our comedy that's true and i also think that even before twitter i feel like stand-up has always been kind of like um like there's a limited number of takes you can have of like things to say and there's always and just because you do a subject that's been done before doesn't mean you can't do it well. Like, I think stand-ups always have to, like, find a thing, like a take on a thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I was saying when we were listening to it, I hated when he did that shit about, like, he was like, uh, wear a mask. Like, oh, yeah, you should wear a mask. He's like, but if you don't, that's fine, too. He's like, if you don't wear a mask, that's fine, too. Take out your grandpa. He was like, there are too many stupid people. And if the stupid people and I think that that yeah. is such a like 90s hack, 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 boring idea. It's like I was thinking about the this is like a Bill Hicks bit where he's talking about how this was in the 90s. And he's like, gay people want to get in the army. And he's like, I think if you're stupid enough to want to do it, they should let you. And I'm like, (laughs) it's such a dumb, I don't know. I I find it so hack and boring and like that whole thing of like, oh, we have to call, like, it's like real, it's like Carlos Mencia stuff, like about, like we need to have like natural selection take its course. It's so boring. Yeah. Stupidity is an illness and it's killing people. Yeah. We need to eradicate it. Like this kind of thing. It's incredibly boring. Uh, we were talking about this before we were doing this stream, but it just, I also think it's sort of unpopular for people like us because like all the discourse that I'm in right now is about how like, you know, the, the people are the word and the truth. And always, if you're aligned with the people, that's what's right. And the problem is like the government, you know, or poverty or these are the things that make people bad. So when you do comedy, that's just blaming people because they choose to be stupid. It just doesn't even sound relevant. It, it doesn't necessarily like offend me in any kind of visceral way because it's almost so like absurd, like who gives a shit about it, but it just doesn't feel resonant. I'm like, oh, this isn't a meaningful commentary for me to be like, oh, your cousin's stupid. He should die because of coronavirus. Like, I just don't really like, it doesn't hit me. Well, I, well sorry, well, one of the, one of the things that I think is like good for bulletproofing against that kind of humor, and I think Sarah, you do a good job of it, is like doing comedy that's like rooted in your own like personal interactions with your friends. I think is like a good a good first step or a good way to like not completely protect yourself, but at least like ring fence yourself against like doing hack takes. By being like, okay, what are the things that like, what are the relationships that are, are in my life and what do I think about them and meditate about Mm. that for a long time. I think there, I have too many stupid friends and if they don't want to wear a mask, good. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It was just very boring too. He just had, um. He had a long joke about like not knowing it was Pride Month in New York, just like seeing there were tons of people everywhere and like parades and stuff and not knowing it was Pride Month. And I was just like, everybody knows about Pride Month or like at least in my microcosm, like, right. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I feel bad because it's like, oh, as we get older, like we'll probably sort of 
without realizing sort of slide into like having young people find us boring but oh that's another thing too it's like when like comics that are from the sort of 90s early 2000s who do stuff about like gay people as if it was like surprising to see maybe maybe we live in totally different worlds where it's like but it's just because the whole thing is like oh there's like guys in speedos and they're making out and i'm like really like i don't know i don't know if i don't know what to think about it it's just like i i I can't believe that yeah. that's the take or that I'm supposed to laugh like as he takes yeah. me through a journey of like seeing gay people in a place he didn't expect them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Also, to speak to, I guess, what Sam was saying about relationships and things with your friends, it makes you think of like, I can't remember who says this, but like there's two kinds of jokes. Maybe I say this. Maybe I thought of it, but I don't think I would have. Um, <laughs> and one kind is like, oh, I I'm crazy and everybody else is normal. And that's where you tell a story about like how awkward you acted or how you made a bunch of irrational choices or like this is my crazy take on something. Or the other type of joke is like uh, everybody's crazy and like I'm the only sane person and like, why is everybody else fucking acting like this? Um, and he does the most of the second kind and it just is sort of an annoying take to me I, I don't think that's the only two kinds of jokes you can make but it's like two common kinds yeah. and when you do a joke that's like oh everybody else is fucking stupid and I'm the only one who gets this just immediately I feel sort of like alright well fuck off then Yeah, I don't know <laughs> or you have to be really smart you have yeah, to really yeah. be good well that's another totally. thing too it's like I thought the whole thing about Trump was like uh, like uh the people in this country were tired of being made fun of by smug comedians. I yeah. thought we had learned not to do it because of them, because of yeah, the people who had gotten mad and they had voted for Trump. And they were so mad at comedians making fun of them that they decided to uh, kidnap a, con a cover, the governor of Michigan, of Michigan. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's, That's so crazy. Cool. I can't believe that the FBI found them out that the fbi sometimes spoils a plan it's unbelievable yeah <laughs> i feel like the fbi as i understand it they're like totally inside of right-wing militias mm. like they're they're yeah. like fully infiltrated why is the right-wing militia what do you mean do like they're <laughs> supporting them or no that there's there's like informants and i mean i guess yeah, no, that there's like informants and that they're no, they're undermining them. I mean, clearly, like they were one step ahead of these guys. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised that those guys didn't just keep everything on paper. Why didn't they just meet in the back of that double wide trailer that they showed on Twitter and like just talk there and make their plan? Like, don't give the FBI any way to get in. I would. Th I, I don't know. I was thinking I the know. same thing. I was like, OK, if I wanted to do something like that, I was like, what would be my first step? And I thought, well, I'd look up like how to get a gun on google because i don't know how to get a gun <laughs> and i look true. up like i don't know i would just be looking shit up on google yeah so you'd be cooked from the first step yeah what would you do sam so, uh if i were trying to plan of uh a terrorist attack or a terrorist event of some kind yes yeah. hmm um, I, I'd buy one of those, like, um, those, you know, how on, on play sets, children's play sets, you could like go to a part of the play set that echoes yeah. and you could like hear your friend echo on the other side. Yeah. There's like, it's like a funnel with a tube that goes it's, through the exactly. ground. Yeah. I'd get you, one of those. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. That'd be nice. 
you kind of have to shout into it for those to really work. But yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, my dad got me these walkie-talkies, and I was, I we were in the playground. Like I'd give my friends the walkie-talkies. We just run around the playground, walkie-talking each other. Damn. We had nothing. We had cool. nothing to go do. Go to the slide. Yeah. No, we had nothing to <laughs> go do. To the slide we, over. The only thing we had to do was get far enough away so that speaking on the walkie-talkie was interesting and fun. And then we ran around. We gave each other. Yeah. Just go. I'm at the monkey bars over. Can you, can you imagine like you're a child and you go, you're going to a swing set and you see like um, a middle-aged man crouching at the like echo tube and he's like, okay, so we're going to first, you're going to get the AK 47s and we're going to kidnap the, uh, the governor of, of Michigan. And then you're going to get into the Jeep and I'm going to drive away. And then on the other side is another guy, a middle-aged man. He's just listening. He's got an M16 slung over his shoulder <laughs> in the playground. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me of um, during the Black Lives Matter protests in June, being at City Hall where they had the encampment of protesters. And there was this guy kind of going around being like, hey, I'm trying to get a group together to like storm that government building over there. <laughs> like, he couldn't get even one person to agree to do it. And I was just like, man, even being here with all these people, like, can you imagine? Like, of course, we're not going to storm that building. Like, uh, no way. Um, it needs to happen in a moment of inspiration. Yeah. You know, where people yeah. feel emboldened, uh, uh, spontaneously emboldened. Maybe yeah. if that guy had said, if you help me storm this, I'll fuck you, maybe I would have done it. <laughs> or you'd, you'd be listening. You'd be like, all right, let's see. Yeah, I'll hear let's more. Let's hear more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you going to fuck me? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? It would be, it yeah. would be cool if Raisin Man like, started plotting a terrorist attack. And so we got FBI surveillance and then like a bunch of FBI agents would start coming to our shows, you know. <laughs> And having Whoa. to pay money to go to our shows. And then they liked them. Butts and seats, yes. And then they liked them, they yes. They liked them. Yeah, they come. We have Ike on the show. They literally like Ike. they never seen anything <laughs> like that. What if, you, what if Raisin Man, we did a bit where we were planning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, that was really interesting what Ike did. Yeah. <laughs> what if we did a bit where we were planning a, an attack, but and so we just spoke about it openly. But it was like, it was understood that we were joking, but we just. <clears throat> We just would said all the stuff we would say if we were planning it. So I'd be like, all right, I got the like, I got the truck and it's got the bungee cord. Like, this is what we're going to yeah. do. And it's kind of like all in quotation marks. Because joking is protected speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Parody law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can That's funny. kidnap That's a governor if it's parody law. Yeah. Man, if I was the governor, I'd be pretty upset. To hear that people were going to come and kidnap me. Well, that sounds like shit. Seems awful. Well, that judge got shot. Her her kid got shot. We talked about it. On that was the so yeah. horrible. Yeah. 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 Mm. I mean, what kind of laws was this governor doing that they wanted to kidnap her? Do you think she like banned <laughs> smoking and in indoor spaces? She banned mm. vapes in Michigan? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's tough stuff. What kind of laws was she putting down that they wanted to kidnap her? She um uh made it uh illegal to uh drink Pabst Blue Ribbon, famous Michigan beer. Mm. Oh no. Oh, I hey, I don't I don't blame those guys then. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't blame those guys. What what would you what would you kidnap a governor for? I feel like governors do plenty of stuff that they should be kidnapped for. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But if they really wanted to get me, you know, make a rule that I wasn't allowed to see my friends or like, mm, yes. <laughs> no more yeah. raising me on Twitch stream. Yeah, no more raising me on Twitch stream, or that I'm not allowed to ride my bike now yeah. that I just got. I'd be like, but I just got yeah. it. No, yes. <laughs> at least six. Let me have six months, and then you can change the rule. If they, that would strike yeah. right to your core. If they made so. a law where they told me I couldn't frame drawings and put them up in my room. No, I think I might kidnap someone. I might kidnap Cuomo for yeah. it. <laughs> if you made a law that th that you, me, and Will couldn't watch movies at night, Sam, and get high and watch movies, no, I way. would kidnap him right away. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd put him in the deepest, darkest cellar. Sam, you kind of look like one of those guys from the uh, from the plan. Really? Can mm -hmm. I pull one of them up? Can pull one of them up. Hold yeah. On. I feel like you kind of look like one of those guys on YouTube who like gives speeches about how we can all make money on the internet and we yeah, don't need to no, have bosses. That's yeah. what I thought. I think I look like an entrepreneur. Governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, an internet entrepreneur. An e-commerce, yeah, inspirational speaker. I'm getting into like a Maserati. <laughs> I just bought this last year. The year before that, I was still paying off my student loans. I now live in this house. <laughs> I drive this car and this. Is my girlfriend. I got the guys up on the screen. Whoa. You kind of look like them. Uh, let me look. This is all of them? Um, wow, there's so many. Wait, let's see if I can get more of them up on the screen. Yeah, you'll see the guy in the middle with the really big beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you look like. You look kind of like... Well, because you don't have a beard, so you look like a mix of this one, but you have the jawline of... Maybe this one. There are, some of them are really handsome. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, no, there's like a couple different types of guys in this. It's true. You yes, you're right. There's a couple different different archetypes. Wait, I'm trying to get a bigger picture because one of them is like really smoldering at the camera. Uh, how do I get him bigger? Fuck it. Yeah, I feel like okay if you're. If you're kind of hot like this guy, this guy looks like, um, what's the guy from uh, Greece? He looks like John Travolta in Greece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember there was this game on Newgrounds where you could pretend to be George W. Bush and, like, shoot Osama bin Laden, a bunch of Osama bin Ladens as they, like, stormed the White House. Oh, I remember that, yeah. I I think there was, like... I think it's probably back to what you were saying, Sarah. It's probably every high politician's fantasy to like be kidnapped, but then to like thwart it. Wow, <laughs> that's not really what I'm saying. I think I'd just be upset thinking like they they really want to kidnap me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm just a governor. <laughs> yeah, why me? They voted for me. People voted for me. They wanted me to do this. I would, if yeah. I was her, I would say, "What laws do they want? I'll do them all." Yeah, I'll do just tell me. They forced my hand. There, folks, there's a process for this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was you a contact whole your local rep. There was a whole debate on Twitter over whether or not they were um, radicalized because they were poor, or or because or the other hand, on the other hand, no, poor people don't 
there are many poor people who don't get radicalized. And so it was because they were white, basically, more or mm. less. Those were the kind of that was the thrust of both arguments. Yeah. And I thought also that it was about like how people on the right blame people for being poor as it's their fault. But then they let these people blame being racist on being poor. And suddenly it's not their fault because that's just their circumstances. People on the right let these militia guys blame being racist on being poor. Uh, I guess I don't know that they're saying that people on the right are doing that, but just that like conservatives and moderates say that it's poor people's fault for being poor. And then suddenly these guys were like being allowed this kind of excuse of like, well, they're poor. That's why they're like that. Their circumstances. So they're not responsible for their actions. But yet, like people of color who are poor, it's like, well, it's your fault. You're poor. If you're poor, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And then they're like, but if you're racist, it's not your fault. It's just because you're poor. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> These guys are poor. How are they not going to be racist? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I thought it was funny. The photo they used as evidence of like, this guy's really poor. I look at his house. It's got a garbage bin there. Yeah. And I was like, people have, people have garbage bins in their yards. I don't know why. Well, but then it was like going back and forth where people would be like, this is a two floor house. And then people are like, land is cheap in Michigan. And then people are like, all right, he's got some shit on his yard. That doesn't mean he's poor. And it's like, people are like combing through one picture to decide whether or not he's poor. That's uh, how I feel about, um, you know, searching people's class backgrounds in the comedy scene uh, in New York. You know, there's a lot to take into account because property values really vary. Mm. So you can live in a small house in the suburb of a major city. And it might not look that great, but it might be worth $750,000. Yes, correct. You don't know. Yeah. Correct. So it's all about school district. Yeah. yeah. A lot of factors. School, yes. location, and location, that should location. be in people's bios. Yeah. That should be in comedians' bios. There's the school district of the house their parents live in. Bro, if, the, if we had a commission of alt comedians uh, figuring out everybody's class and putting it on a spreadsheet, <laughs> now that would be good. that would be some change that would we be need. Good. Yeah, well, it'll all be done, you know, once the tribunal forms after the revolution, and we had to find out it's, who has to be killed. I know, but if you yeah. already had the spreadsheet. And you were like, all right, who's going to get the, who's going to get stage time? Yeah, Let we can stop booking guys. people on shows. Who's going to get stage yeah. time and who's going to get the I'm, wall? I'm not going to make it. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know. <laughs> I'm going to be, dra- yeah. my gas is going to be dragged <laughs> into the streets. <laughs> yeah. My, my half of my ass is going to be dragged into the street. No, half and a little over half. Hmm. I think I'll still get to go on in the last group at like the ladies who ranch Mike, probably. But I don't know. I'm not gonna be put in the front of the you line. You should be so lucky. You should yeah. be so lucky to get to go in the last group. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'll say this about the the vice presidential debate, the the fly thing. Immediately, like I am in such a bubble of like leftist social media community that I never even saw the original wave of like people laughing about the fly. I only saw backlash against people laughing about the fly. And that's what like flooded my timeline. And I was like, this is so fucking annoying. Like, yeah, people won't, won't shut yeah, up about this. You only saw, you only saw uh, antithesis. You did not see thesis. Yes. What, what was the backlash <laughs> yes. against the fly? I'm curious. It was just annoyed that people were like making all these fly memes. One, because it became hack like 30 seconds after it happened. And two, because like it was distracting from, I don't know, like more brutal takedowns of like what had happened. So people just mm. thought it was annoying that like liberals were um, high fiving about the fly thing. 
Well, there are two funny things that happened. The lead singer of, I think it was the lead singer of the guitarist of the Dead Kennedys started posting fly memes um, and like really corny, like Biden Harris stuff. And people were like, what the, what the hell? You know, it's like, hmm. you're, you're a That's punk funny. musician. Like, what the <laughs> Come fuck on, is dude. this? The de- Have you ever heard of the Dead Kennedys? <laughs> you're in it. Dude. And then another thing, there was this picture and it was of a fly and it had the little uh, judge's doily that Ruth Bader Ginsburg would wear. Yeah, Do you know the gosh. one? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like, it was like, uh, it was supposed to be like, oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was reincarnated and to troll Biden. But I was like, this meme only looks bad. It only. Nah, so- I think I think that's a cool meme. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool. I guess it is kind of funny. Wow. <laughs> she came back as a bug. She she came back as a bug. And she's trolling the the Democrats. Bro, if I came back, I, if I, I came back as a dog. Yeah, you a dog would have been on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've yeah. been thinking. <laughs> so stupid. I, I was talking. I was talking. <laughs> what about, okay, let's do you, Sarah. What would you come back as? Uh, I'd come back as a, um, like a beam of light mm. is what I'm going to come back as. Like yeah. That. And so yeah. a beam of light would have been on his head. Yeah. It, shi- it would shine it- on his eyes so that he would go, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 Yeah. And it would just be a light in the darkness. You know, things have gotten really dark and help people to see. Yeah, but then you'd be a beam of light on top of Pence and then all these memes would be like, the light, this is the light of God, Pence is getting oh, the light. Fuck. Yeah, you can't win. Yeah. My, my friend and I have been going back and forth a little bit about Halloween costumes and he's, he texted me, he wants to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg for Halloween. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Dude, that's a good that's idea. That's really funny. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Dude, I think it'd be funny if you were Ruth Bader Ginsburg because your arms are yeah. huge. But you would be you would be pulling down a little lap bar like a tiny one and like shaking like in that picture of her. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be wearing a little t-shirt and like uh. <laughs> Man, I can't, I can't wait for well, I guess it's not going to be cool. What's not going to be? Oh yeah. Halloween. Well, wait. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's- we might do the funnest super spreader event of the year. <laughs> <laughs> now that's scary. Uh, you know, yeah. people already hang out outside in Halloween in like little outfits. So I feel like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that crazy for people to do it this year. Yeah, it's true. Just a little dance in the forest at Prospect Park. Yeah. Mm, kind of Sylvan, a kind of, a kind of Dionysian uh, mm-hmm. festival in the, in the forest. Everybody's dressed as RBG. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Would be nice. <sighs> yeah. Well, I want I want to talk about happy birthday, Cardi B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 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 It's it's Cardi's yeah. birthday. Happy birthday, Cardi. If you can How hear old this. Is she? Uh I think she's twenty eight. Yeah, she's my she- age. She's Felipe's age. I mean, no, yeah. I'm 27, but still, I mean, you know. I'm 22. Yeah. How old are you, Sarah? I'm t- I'm 25. That's funny because you were talking about someone the other day, and you were like, "Yeah, he- 
they seem really young. They were 22, and I was like, is that that much younger? Was it me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it me? Yeah. Yeah, Cardi B is our age, which is an, so incredible. She goes through so much, and she has so much poise and grace, and I, I wish, yeah, it's and it's amazing to imagine being her. Well, I know this is kind of unrelated, but when I did bring it up earlier, which is that every time I think about how uh, AOC is, she's 30, right? Or 29? I think she's turned 30 in office, maybe. It makes me really horny. (laughs) She's like, I'm like not, she's not that much older than me. Yeah. Do you think she's hot? She's very hot. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. She really looks good. She has such big eyes. Big eyes. Big teeth. Extreme confidence. Big teeth. And, a, and big ambition. Big, and a yeah. big vision for yes. how the country could big be. Big dream. Yeah. And a big spot for all of us to be in it with her. And she wants us to be close to her. And, yeah. and that's yes. hot too. Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know, it would be so, you're hooking up with her and she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to let my hair down, so to speak. Like, yes, I'm about just out there. I'm about justice and I have whatever, but in here mm-hmm. I'm about pleasure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about love. <laughs> Yeah, and I think she plays little computer games like you, Felipe. Does she really love computer games? Yeah, she posts about it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, she plays little computer games, and anytime she posts about it, people give her all this shit about, like, aren't you supposed to be working on a, a law? Um, but that's okay. You could play a computer no, game sometimes. I, I think people in government have to take a break. We want them. We yes. want them sharp. They and they need to have a. They need to be feeling good. Yes, and Felipe works very hard, and he has time to play little games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, so you that's can, normal. You can have it all. But Felipe, you would be her reprieve from the screen. She would want to. She, she would want to put the phone down because you're yes. you're waiting in the hotel bedroom and you're so handsome. Yes, yes. And then it's like it's like I'm not looking for anything serious. So she could just be like, okay, I'm done today. I'm done with Congress. I you know I meet up with Felipe and then I go I go back into it. And I go <laughs> exactly, back to my own exactly. life. Exactly. I don't have exactly. to sleep over. Yes. He doesn't yes. care if I'd sleep but over or not. But it's, yeah. it's yes. nice to have one like low stakes thing. Yes. In my life. And I would. And, and I it's would, my relationship with Felipe. And it's actually perfect because you're for that person. You're the person where they get to kind of unwind like none of the there's no mm-hmm. drama because it's like low key so you always get to be the person they tell their problems to you yeah. never become their yeah. problem totally yeah. that's definitely possible that would be really cool yeah and you could play guitar for her i play guitar for her <laughs> <laughs> and then i would sneak in laws yeah. that i want and then she could she could get some laws passed for me yeah because yeah. maybe there's a certain things she hasn't thought of yet that maybe you've thought of her yeah. yeah, I'd be like, you should make it. Um, you should make it legal uh, to um, to uh, drink beer outside in New York. You should mm-hmm. make it so I don't get ticketed if I drink beer outside. And she'd be like, you yeah. got it. It's done. I would make it so that in the Green New Deal, she would hook all of my friends up with, we would get the jobs where you get to go scuba diving in the East River to pick yes. up all the little pieces of oh, glass. Yes. yes, you get yeah. scuba diving <laughs> lessons <laughs> and then you do the job, but then afterwards you get to do like cool scuba things like where you go and underwater, there's a car underwater. Yeah. I, I, I want the one where you escort the turtles to the ocean. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I, uh, little turtle handler. We're yeah. getting in the chat that AOC has a boyfriend. She did have a boyfriend, I remember, oh. a couple years ago, but who knows if they're still together? Do we know? Whoa, AOC has a boyfriend. I didn't really didn't know that. He's a big bearded yeah. white he, guy. He looks like shit. He's from Boston. Mm. Well, and He's an absolute Boston-type guy. 
Boston style Damn, guy. on the chat, the biggest link I've ever seen. Somebody on the chat is the ginger. biggest, fattest link yeah, I've I'm, ever seen I'm, in my life. I'm clicking the link. Let's see. Yeah, there he is. Boom. I hope this isn't. Wow, look at Let's him. Let's look. Huh. Wait, look. I'm uh, gonna get him. He does look like one of the kidnappers. I'm gonna get he him does, up on the yeah. screen. I've seen him. I remember there was like a minute on on Twitter where people were making fun of this guy. They were like, "Oh, of course, yeah. like the schlub with the hot girl and blah blah blah." Mm. But what if he's yeah. really sweet? I'm sure, and he really listens. I don't doubt it. <laughs> and yeah. What, what you yeah. guys don't understand is he he's he's signaling for like a Boston social world and Boston, yeah, uh, like sartorial style. So you know he's an absolute ten where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think we said in episode two of Raising Man for the old fans that all all women who are into men are either into Felipe or into Sam. There's that's the two kinds. Wait, is that true? And, wait, uh, wait, were we? S- you said that. You said that in like episode two. Oh really? That, oh, that you either yeah. like me or you like Sam. Yes, fair. Yeah, and this looks like it's more like a Sam type, a Boston pink toned person. <laughs> yeah, a big, a big yeah. boy, a big Saxon boy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Felipe, you, if you were AOC's boyfriend you could make sure that in the green new deal there's still seltzer water yes yes (laughs) are they talking about getting rid of that that sucks that sucks it has too much of a co2 emissions yeah 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 Yeah. in the green new deal can i still um can i still take the train to connecticut to see my parents and then she would say oh no that's going to be the whole thing and i'll be like okay good (laughs) and she's gonna think that's so sweet (laughs) I think people should still be allowed to have a couple of plastic bags for if you have something really wet or dirty that you need to put in it. Well, you know. That's true. Yes. And yeah. keep them under the sink. And that keep them under the sink. Yeah. To use because I have a little waste basket in my room and I use the paper, the plastic bags that I get from the store. I put it, I use them as little garbage bags. So I'm like, I oh, don't get rid of those. I don't want to use burlap bags yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then take them to the That's cleaners. Crazy. Every time I take out the trash, I have to put that All shit in the laundry. Throw up and shit and blood in it. Yeah. No. no way. No way. She did. People were talking about airplanes, and airplanes are like a huge CO2 emitter. And, you know, people mm. were trying to, people were trying to kind of pin her. They were like, oh, um, AOC wants to get rid of planes. And she was like, of course I don't want to get rid of planes. It's like, I love visiting my family in Puerto Rico just as much as anybody. And then I was like, what are you proposing there? That we make an exception for us wanting to visit family members? Hey, everybody wants to travel <laughs> for different reasons. I'd like to go yeah. to Europe for fun. You're going to make an exception I wanna for me? I want to see my chosen family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to make yeah. an exception for me? Yeah. It's like we, and if we have to write in all these exceptions, that's going to be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, we all have to make sacrifices. We all have, hmm. but I would like to go to Argentina once or, you know, once every two years or once a year, maybe. Yeah. Really I'm looking forward yeah. to, you know, how they're going to get rid of like, we can't have all of our food in, in containers all the time anymore and all the plastic forks and spoons. So they're going to have to make more stuff be like ice cream. You know how it comes in a cone and you can eat the cone too. Oh, it's going to be like those salads that come in the bread bowls. <laughs> yeah, mm, exactly. Cool. Everything's going to be like that. Gonna so be that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you can eat you can eat your spoon in your fork. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do it now. So that'll be cool. Hmm? You can eat the Wait, you can eat the really? fork in the food spoon now. Oh. It just it like really hurts and it tastes awful, but you can do mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> but but AOC's been doing that anyway. Yeah. 
so people don't catch her. Well, we got on this about AOC and her her boyfriend. I, the reason I brought up Cardi B is not just because it's her her birthday, but also because um she's getting divorced from Offset, and I wanted to talk about this. Do you guys have you followed their marriage? Is his name really Offset? It's not right. Yeah, Offset yeah. from Migos. <laughs> his, his full name is Offset from Migos. <laughs> yeah, dude. Why are they uh, Why are they splitting? I mean, I feel like when you're famous, it's probably a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure. I I guess it really just struck me because you know, like they were together, they got married. Uh, I I'm not sure the exact timeline, but I think it was like 2018. Offset cheated on her, and there was like a sex tape of the cheating, and Wait, so they were going to break up because of her, that. But he filmed it. Someone filmed it. <laughs> there was somebody else that wasn't him or the person. <laughs> There's a tape. There's okay. a tape. So, yeah. Wow. Um, and that was happening. And so Cardi was like, it's over. Sure. But then all these different rappers came out like T.I. and 21 Savage and 50 Cent. And we're like, come on, Cardi. He said he was sorry. <laughs> <Take Like>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is just like, that would be so Wait, annoying to get a text from 50 did Cent. They make, a, they make a song where they all had a feature or did they do it on Twitter <laughs> or something? I think they did it on Instagram. Uh. They posted on Instagram, yeah. Um, and she ended up taking him back. And, like, they just seemed so happy together. And they would post so many photos of them, like, so in love. But I just knew, like, because celebrities never stay together, I was like, it's going to end. Kind of, yeah. But, like, maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years. But it was, like, a year and a half. Um, Imagine if your so girlfriend just... was about to break up with you and you could get all the best rappers in the game to do a song where they all have a feature. And you get Eminem in there. And it's, like, the Don't Break Up With Felipe <laughs> song. And then he comes out and he's like, and he's doing his, like, fast <laughs> rapping. That would be so cool. Yeah. It must be yeah. the when it, they got they got together so quickly after she became famous, right? Yes. Then she I became think, famous in like 2017, right? So it must it must have been like a a marriage out of out of kind of person like personal gain and sort of uh like necessity for career. You think for so? both of them, I think. It seemed I think to me- a lot of rappers like want to be like they're like uh, they get pitched people to like date or marry is like oh you guys could be like Jay Z Beyonce. I've heard that, but do you really think that they get married <clears throat> over that? Hmm. I don't know why it would be rappers any more than any other celebrities. I haven't really. I do remember heard seeing that. that about um Lil Xan. And I saw him on... Um, oh, and Miley Cyrus's sister? Yes, I saw him like on No Jumper <laughs> or something. And he was like, yeah, like my management was like, you should like, it would be cool if you guys like started hooking up. Like it would be kind of a power, something like that, where it was like his management was pushing him into it. Interesting. Well, maybe it does happen then. Yeah, I don't know. They just really seemed happy together. And I think, I think when they first got together, like Offset was the more like successful person he was i think maybe had made more money and was more famous but now cardi b is like just a huge entity yeah so i think things changed i wonder if that had any impact on it well you know i once heard charlemagne the god say you can you can either have millions or monogamy you choose damn damn wow when i when i first started doing comedy my manager told me to hook up with <laughs> oh god. I might I might edit that out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a yes. Yeah. That's a yes. Do you think that that's the wrong person to have you chosen? You should have chosen should someone chosen that we know better. Else? Or Chelsea Peretti or something. Or someone yeah. who we don't know at all. But we yeah. know her just <laughs> enough that No, I mean I, I could leave it in, it could be funny. Yeah, we could DM her and see what she thinks. 
yeah <laughs> i i i think she precisely doesn't know us enough that like it would it, I, I thought i guess i thought oh i chose the right person because she's like not enough in our circle She's definitely not listening right now. Um, Certainly. <laughs> so we have time before the episode I'm, gets I'm doing, you know, archived. I'm doing a mind map. I'm doing a mind map, and I'm I'm connecting people that might that it might get her back, might get back to her. I'm processing. Mm. I'm processing all the different people that could get it to her. I think it's not a big deal, though. Me neither. Mm. Me neither. But if you have a feeling in the chat about whether we should take it out or put it in, you know, type away. Say it in the chat. But don't go telling a bunch of people just because you're in the chat and you know that we're feeling a little bit nervous. You know, that's the last thing and don't, that we want. And don't add her and say, you just got mentioned on Raisin don't, Man. Please don't, don't, don't do that. Whatever so you what do, is please don't man? do that. No, <laughs> no, no. No. What is Raisin Man? <laughs> oh, Julia missed She's what like, it was. Sam, Sam said that he, his manager no, uh, told him to hook up with you. And then it's like, who? what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't care. Julia missed it. Julia missed it. But it, it wasn't. Well, now we're giving enough clues that if Julia wanted to figure it out, she could figure it out. She might be able to figure it out. Nothing. It's not yeah. about you, Julia. Don't worry yeah. about it. I'm thinking of having, um, as part of my career, a partner who no one really likes and people are like, oh, that's sort of enigmatic and mysterious that Sarah's dating that person that people like. What style? Like, like like he's a mean guy nobody likes or someone who's mysterious. Someone mysterious and eccentric who uh, no one (laughs) else. Like the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Boy. <laughs> yeah. He's always announcing a puzzle yeah. at every dinner party at the beginning of the party. Huge hat. Yeah. Big fur coat. <laughs> Answer these questions three. <laughs> what if you went into like a little it's apartment so party and you're you went into a little apartment party, you're dating a guy who's like Six feet tall, huge fur coat, cane, like like old school <laughs> pimp style. <laughs> I think that would be interesting. If you're famous, that's interesting. Could be cool, yeah. Could be cool. Um, there was uh there was also this other I can never tell when there's like a debate on Twitter, I can never tell if people actually care about it. Or if someone said it as a joke and people took it seriously or like what the because someone will say something dumb and everybody piles on and then you're like, did that is that first person someone we should listen? Is that first person just a rando who said a thing? And and it's hard to gauge how important a thing is versus how it isn't. But there was a huge argument today over. I'll just read the original tweet, I guess. Let's see. It was about sexual mutual aid. You have the ground zero tweet on the sexual mutual aid debate. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go to the source. (laughs) Um, And so the first tweet was, how do y'all feel about sexual mutual aid will exist under communism as opposed to sex work will exist? You got that? And so what are yeah, what are our initial reacts to that? Um, Sounds like a misconstruction of the concepts of mutual aid and the concept of work. But yeah, that's my take. Julia says, what is sexual mutual aid? Good question. What, Good question. Do you, what is your take? <laughs> what do you think sexual mutual aid is, Sarah? Um, sexual mutual aid, I guess, would be um, like uh, sort of like the way you a- 
ask people in your community or your friends for emotional support. If you needed sexual support, you would just ask someone for it and people would aid each other in this way. And things would become less about like um, all of us in pursuit of our own sexual pleasure and satisfaction. And like you could still be in pursuit of that, but also you would be like down to help somebody out uh, if they needed it by having sex with them. That would be my guess. Mm, yeah. A little, a little hand job. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, a little a kiss, little rim job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if there had been sexual mutual aid when COVID started, I think I Things I would, would be I been like, uh, I don't know if I want to like organize. I don't know if I have the time, but I could do mutual aid. I could go. I could go fuck. <laughs> Fuck Brooklyn residents who are really hurting from the <laughs> from the pandemic. Yeah. Wow, dude, you'd yeah. be really good at yeah. that. You'd be really like, good at that. I don't yep. have time to organize, but I could go and I could fuck someone who's really who's really yeah. hurting from the pandemic. Can you imagine? Yeah. You need sex, and Felipe shows up at your door. <laughs> He's like he's in like a tr like your that huge yellow like uh raincoat that you wear. And he has like his. He's like, Can I put my bike inside? Can I use your bathroom really quick? Damn, it's cold out there. Ooh, are these nuts for me? Could I have some of those? Damn, damn. Yeah, it's funny. You say you'd be down to do it. I feel like I've had this discussion before. Whenever that um that story the feminist came out what was that in the new yorker or something oh no m plus it's about one. a m plus one but a an incel i shouldn't ruin it something uh, the horrible life of it uh, what happens to an incel the man tragic life and, um, of the incel <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i read it and i was like talking to some friend the next day and i was like you know if i really if i know knew anyone who was like a a sort of angry incel like this and all it took to neutralize them was to have sex with them one time, I yes, could do that. You say that, you say that, but it's the, <laughs> but you you say it, but it's the yeah. sort of thing where you'd be like, you'd be like, okay, like, are you sure that if I don't fuck you, you're gonna shoot the whole thing? And you'll be like, could yeah. I convince you before fucking you? You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know for sure. It's not until it's not only it's in retrospect that you see the stakes. Right. Well, what I was going to say is that I was saying this to a person and they were like, oh, well, I, I do. I know somebody like that. And I was like, oh, well, tell me about him. And he told Whoa. me about him and I was like, ah, uh, someone else. Next. So, like, swipe left on that. Next. Do you know another angry Get that one to Felipe. <laughs> wait, wait. That one needs a more experienced sex mutual what aid did your worker. Friend, yeah. What did your friend tell you about this person that in the description you were like, next? Um... I I'm trying to think if there's something I could say about it because the friend that I'm thinking of listens to the uh, show and I wouldn't want to blow up his friend's spot. Wait, yeah. but still, I mean, it's like uh, it's like your friend already described their friend as an incel who needs to be yes. neutralized or else they're going to do violence. <laughs> so already, this person yeah. clearly has their friend in low low esteem. Yeah. He raises um, these really scary dogs that are like dangerous and like have attacked people before. He doesn't raise dogs to like fight or anything. But I had like heard about this person and I was like, I don't want to have sex with the guy with the scary mm. dogs. Like <laughs> that sounds cool. He raises dogs. Yeah, maybe I should fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> How many dogs does he have? It's that's, like six or seven, and they're extremely dangerous. Totally untrained. What if you're having yeah. sex scary and dogs. he closes the door, but it like he like puts like a, a wood slat in front of it, and as you're having sex you hear like 10 dogs like and just like the door is like boom 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 and he's like don't worry about it don't worry about it there's a wood slat on the door could you do it 
the uh, that froze for me. Beautiful. I missed whatever the bit was. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We can just move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something about a wood slat. It sounded funny. I bet it was funny. Um. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the first tweet, and then what happens? Um. Anything? I mean, people just made fun of this person. Mm. I guess it's like. I don't know. What do you, what's, what, you weren't here when we first read it, Sam. What's your take on the sexual mutual aid idea? Um, I, yeah, I, I think, um, it's precisely, what's stopping me in my tracks is I think I could imagine someone, well, people have all kinds of relationships to to sex and some people can have it quite freely uh with a, all different kinds of people and they're like that's that they like that and that's fun and okay but i guess like the whole point of banishing capitalism is that we like live in a more humane world where we're doing less of the things that we like don't want to be doing um and so i guess if it's if people are not doing if the people are doing mutual aid sex work or feel com- compelled to do it like forcibly, I guess, then it's like, no way is that a good thing, right? <clears throat> that's just like, that's just like uh, unconsensual sex work under capitalism, right? Well, I guess, it, I guess the word mutual implies that both people are want to have sex, which is kind of like what a relationship is. Yeah, I kind of think it already exists, you know, in certain totally. terms. Yeah. It's just like people there, do just have sex with someone else because it's like, oh, do you want to? Oh, okay, then I'll do it. Yeah. 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 And also like sometimes being in a relationship with someone is is like sometimes you're like, oh, I don't feel as excited to have sex right now as this <laughs> other person does. But it's like we're there for each other and that's a thing we do for each other sometimes, you know, I don't know if that's wrong headed well i think i think what i think to be sort of obvious i think what people were making fun of is like sex work has become this sort of like almost like meme or like identity marker where it's it's like it means a lot of different things to different people but like the idea of the sex worker has become this kind of like protected category and there's different there's like many different kinds of people who are sex workers and who are in like different class positions and situations and on twitter but on twitter it's become this sort of like character and so this person and also this person seems to be fantasizing doing this like totally pointless fantasy where it's like in what world like what revolution are we imagining like what is the value of like fantasy like like it, it doesn't seem connected to the real world in any way and then it's and and then it seems like they're like they've fantasized themselves into a kind of utopia that they're trying to like work through they clearly are, are invested in the concept of sex work and i think this person is actually not the first time that they've uh kind of gone viral i think they're sort of a their 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 person their uh brand is like communist uh thought like a communist yeah. big titty girl and so she seems invested in the sex work category, but then puts a bandaid on it by being like, oh, it's mutual aid. But then it's like, hasn't, hasn't gone, hasn't like actually specified what she means by mutual aid. So it just seems like a way of like adding a nice word. There's like layers of like kind of, it's unclear what she's trying to get at or what her point is or what the purpose of the fantasy yeah, is. Yeah, it's funny. 
I think it kind of veers into like, did you guys see that series of like Brad Trammell memes? I think I sent them to you if you didn't already see them. That the theme of it is normalized viewing all relationships as transactional mm-hmm. exchanges. Yes, yeah. 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 So Brad Trammell's an art world critic who makes memes and, um, he did this series where he's like using the normalized framework and it's just like uh, turning all the kind of like, uh, do you have the emotional capacity for this right now? Like language into being like, oh, this is actually kind of a capitalist thing. Like we already have these relationships that are like ineffable and meaningful uh, and their own stakes and like take place in a separate space. And we're turning them into this like extremely sort of capitalized way of thinking about human like emotion and caring and this sort of becomes the same thing like sex already is mutual aid perhaps in a lot of cases well i haven't totally thought through this thing so i don't i don't know if i like stand by it totally but but it has been pointed out uh in in particular i mean that i've i've heard this point be made by a bunch of people but i think maybe most famously the red scare women where they're like oh why why on the left and the left being like this twitter space this the only the twitter verse I I don't think that that represents like broadly how people think, but it's like there's this big problem with like um like age difference in relationships. Like that's that's a sort of age, age gap, gaps. Yeah. Like that's a that's like a really um problematic power dynamic. But a situation where someone's paying someone for sex, so that's like an unproblem or like that's celebrated, and so there seems to be like a I don't know if I, I mean maybe contradiction is the word, but it seems like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. It seems related mm. to. Yeah, and and it's like I also think there's like this just this complex vortex of like third wave or whatever. We're probably post third wave, like post third wave feminism and and like sort of do it yourself capitalism and empowering women getting mixed in with like what concepts about labor and working that people also have to like keep in mind and it and it like ultimately like swirls into these like inextricable inextricable contradictions that mm-hmm. I think like people that that makes a person's like with an otherwise maybe sort of coherent political philosophy like incoherent when it comes to like issues like sexual choice and like work around sex and also <clears throat> Yeah, like power dynamics in sexual relationships and things like that. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, I think it is all complicated by circumstances which make things inherently unequal, where like I think it would be possible to have an age gap love relationship that isn't problematic. There's obviously circumstances in which like sex work and being paid for sex work is extremely positive and other ones where it's not. And yeah. It's not the thing inherently itself necessarily that's good or bad. Well, I think another thing that was pointed out about this whole conversation was that like it kind of it actually ends up circling back to a thing that someone like Jordan Peterson, who's like an arch conservative, said where he was using the the like uh, redistribute uh, redistributory framework uh to talk about sex. And he was like, maybe we will we will need to redistribute sex to the like the like the like losers (laughs) who don't get sex because otherwise like that's that's like the sacrifice you need to make to to like the sort of the otherwise destructive male libido and if those guys don't get sex well in kind of what you were saying you know so it's like oh you kind of you've kind of worked yourself into this like right wing um i think this other guy i don't know if it was ross do that or something like 
uh, someone, some New York Times columnist wrote like a, a, the proposition that sex should be um, redistributed, which, and actually too, I, I remember reading a long time ago, this book that no one talks about, but it was by Chester Brown and it's called Paying For It. And it's like a comic book. And he was like this alt comics maker in like the early 2000s. And he wrote this comic about starting to pay for sex and, um, and like how positive that was for him and like how, how it like led him, I don't know, just sort of changed his life. But he was this really like, he was a libertarian. And also he depicts himself through the words of his friends in the comic as like hyper cold and hyper like calculating and like a dude who for every, like everything for him is this sort of like intellectual transaction. Um, so he kind of adds a foil to himself, but by the end, he like, really, he really is like sex work is cool. It's cool to like pay for sex. And he lays out this vision for the future where he's like, I think in the future, there will be all sorts of sexual relationships. He's like, some people will have sex like the, nor the way that we recognize, but some people will be like friends and have sex. And some people will be friends and they'll pay each other for sex sometimes. Mm. Um, and then there will be like sex work the way we recognize mm. it. But he had this kind of, that was sort of his utopia, like a, but I guess it's sort of like a, a fully libertarian, like everybody is fully in control of all of their decisions and like in a sort of market doing, you know, transacting on sex according to what they want, um, which I guess is, is not always the case. People are, are not always free to sell sex or they sell sex and it's of not course. something yeah. they want yeah. to do, but that didn't seem to figure into his, um, in fact, he was he like talks a little bit about sometimes feeling guilty, but he doesn't really go into it or or he doesn't, he doesn't like dive deep, too deep into like, like what's morally complicated. I didn't think, um, but anyways, yeah, it seems it's kind of like a libertarian fantasy of like the total sex marketplace. Mm. 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 Well, I remember th seeing this, this like primatologist talk once and he was like describing this this study that they tried to do where they were trying to figure out they were, they were trying to study the sexual practices of of bonobos and in it they were like oh we should we should um uh, uh part part of the test was like they were solicit a bunch of answers from people about why those why they have sex like people do they're like they went to a bunch of people and they're like fill out this survey like why do you have sex and they provided like five reasons why you would have sex and they're like just pick one of these like every time you have sex just pick one of these reasons like for pleasure for comfort for you know you wanted to get something out of it and it was like and then they chose like other and he was like the researchers were completely surprised because it turned out like almost everybody chose like other and they were like we surveyed like you know x thousands of thousand people and and they were like we compiled about about 260 reasons why people have sex <laughs> and it's all to sh say that like mm. behind a simple practice like a, a behavior like having sex there's all kinds of different reasons and so it's like really really hard to like regulate it or like say which ones are the good ones and which kinds are the bad kinds i mean I guess it's easy to say, obviously, there's some that are like bad, but it's like there's all kinds of gray areas and reasons why people like engage in sexual relation, consensual sexual relationships with each other. And it's like hard to regulate. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just kind of feel like there is like an inherent 
unfairness to like the way that love works and the way that desire works like in our world it doesn't seem like it's something that can be made totally equal like with food distribution or something um but this also makes me think of like something funny which was when we watched that uh tfw no gf documentary about uh 4chan and uh it was about incels that use 4chan and they all had these sort of elaborate um ideologies i guess about sex redistribution and like things like that and then um, one of them in the end just like found a girlfriend and was like, actually, like, never yeah, mind yeah. about all that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After he had just like all these thoughts and these beliefs and the world is so unfair and everything needs to be changed. It's like, oh, or you just when well, you get one person and then you're actually like, never mind. It's, everything's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No pussy gets you acting wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I will say that I I think this is something I talked about before, but I do remember being like a young teen and feeling like no one wanted to have sex with me and that being like a really painful I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that, Sam. Sam. (laughs) Sam. When when you were 11, when was... I feel like... (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, I I didn't have sex till I was 17 and, and like... I think I was like wanted to have sex when I was probably like 12 or 13, mm. you know, wow. was when I was like, that's when I was like thinking about it and wanting to do it. And it was like, it's painful to be like 15, 16 and, and to like really want to have sex. And like, and you're like, Oh, but no one, I can't have sex with like anybody here. Please and, won't somebody yeah, do it with me. me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but some people, some yeah. people don't have sex like much, much later. And, and I'm sure that totally. it also gets loaded up with like, not only am I not having sex, but like I'm the, it's like as the years go by, I'm the, in a smaller and smaller cohort of people who haven't had sex. That must be really stressful too. Yeah. What would you go back and tell your 12 year old self now? Your 15 year old self? <laughs> Dude, just fucking wait. Just, just, just fucking you wait. Just wait. Just you wait. There's a thing called blowjobs. You're gonna love them. You're gonna love them. You, yeah. And you, you'll there'll be a time when you're living in New York City and you'll have sex like kind of sometimes and and it's all mostly whenever you want, but you kind of have to plan a little bit in advance. And oftentimes there's a lot of emotional complications that make it difficult. Yeah. More or less. But you can have sex a lot. I would say more. don't bust until don't say. masturbate until you have sex because if that way you're gonna bust real good. <laughs> it's gonna be a great bust. Damn. No, I, I, all to say is like I think a lot of like w- women have to like undergo the pain and confusion of being like sexualized against their will too early, and then there's also a, another kind of pain and uncomfort which is like wanting to have sex but like feeling like you can't or won't or you're not like desirable what would you tell i think and i think i think a lot of young boys like feel that what would you tell yourself at 12 sarah uh well i want to say this that uh when i was in like 10th grade we were doing some kind of like insane community building exercise um with a class that I was in where we were all supposed to be like sharing our secrets and getting to know each other. It was like an anti-bullying workshop and it was run by kids who were like 
two years older than us. Like we were 15, they were 17. <laughs> and um, they were all like saying extremely dramatic things like about like, all right, let's all go around and introduce ourselves by saying our name and something other people wouldn't guess about me. Like I'm Sarah. I watched my friend kill himself. Um, like that was like Whoa. the leader said that. The leader that said that? That didn't happen to me. No! The leader said that. The leader said that. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that? Oh yeah. I know my friend Emma is listening did, to this and they reminded did, me of did that. Did the leader yeah. explain what that meant? Uh, not in my she memory, left you guys they high and dry. And so, she dropped. She dropped yes. a bomb like that, and then didn't say anything more. And most other people in the class obviously were like, "I don't have a, something like that," and I don't know. And so that was like the opening activity. So they set us up for like this extremely dramatic hour and 20 minute class um the next thing was like they posted a bunch of posters around the room with different identity categories on them and you were supposed to go up to different ones and fill in like things people might not guess about someone who's like that um like some of them were kind of benign like only child other ones were like different races or like girls boys and one of them was um virgins <laughs> and you were like and- all 15 years old <laughs> Yes. And I went up to the virgins one and we like wrote stuff on it. And that's like when they said like, all right, everybody stop, stay at the poster you're at and you're going to represent. Yeah. So if I could go back when I was 12, I would just say, just pretend that you've had just sex. Pick like never admit pick to a being a virgin. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the girl. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Don't do speak for the virgins. It was like the, one of the more embarrassing Things that ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something people wouldn't know about virgins is that we are lovable. <laughs> and Speak we are capable us. of one. Speak one for <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I felt sad that I couldn't have sex, although I'm sh- I guess I, I'm sure I wanted to, but I guess I felt sad. I, I really wanted a girlfriend. Like all of like through the beginning of mm. like all through middle school and the beginning of high school. To, to hold her hand and to hold her hand, stuff. have a yeah. little girlfriend, and then I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> it's hard. A lot of stuff got to line up for that kind it's of thing true. to happen. And it's, it's a simple truth, but you have to like yourself, or you have to got you have to have something mm. going on in yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I think of a little girlfriend. In I yourself. think of all my non-girlfriend having years, and I think I wasn't ready. I didn't have enough in myself Mm. to have a girlfriend. I think what's cool, what I remember about high school that was cool was the transition from like in middle school, there was like maybe six people that everyone thought was hot and everybody wanted to date those people. Isn't it funny that you see those people now and you're like, they're not that hot. They're They're not not that that hot. hot. And even in high school, like (laughs) the hottest people in high school, it's like, this person was not, like, what was it? What was it about them? Yeah, it's funny because sometimes there's lots of people from my high school who live in New York who are like the hottest people in the world to me when I was 17 that now like if one of my friends from current life, I'll be like, oh, this is this person who was the hottest person in my high school. And you'll look at them and be like, and I'm like, don't fucking say that. If you said that in Silver Spring, Maryland, you know, we fucking kill you. That's our hottest girl. That's our hottest girl. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, But what I was going to say is like, that's the way it is in middle school. And then you get into high school and people realize like, oh, we can all just be having sex with each other. We don't just have to have sex with the six hottest people at the school. school? Um, That happened in high school. And people still all had crushes on like the same even like 40 people at that point or something. But there was way more just like, oh, if you're in the theater club, have sex with the theater club people. If you're in the band, you have sex with the band people. Like, you don't need to just have sex with like the, the hottest person. It's true. Well, I remember in That's high it. school, it was like there was like the the sort of 
the the top group of of cool kids that like drank really early but then all of the nerds <laughs> had their own groups so there was like a second there was like a second tier of like yeah, a friend and group and they're sucking yeah, and fucking and they had their yes, own like yes. queen bee and like totally. and then like even like the the biggest nerds of all they would get together and get <clears throat> trashed in their own houses yeah, yeah I, and that's beautiful that's that, justice and that's that true that was really yeah. nice when you found out like oh this guy gets blackout and he you know he makes out and he makes out even though he's like good at chemistry yeah. class yeah, yeah who would have thought big chemistry yeah. nerds do you remember like in middle school and we should be wrapping up but you remember in middle school when like the first person that like got fingered or the first person that got a blowjob <laughs> that was like yes. it was legendary when that happened absolutely legendary <laughs> also people just kissing each other was a I never was found news. that out. You never, I never, uh, never heard that. of anyone getting fingered. Yeah. The person who was who got fingered. Let's yeah. do a documentary where we go back to Sam's hometown and we find <laughs> out who's the first person that got fingered. <laughs> Actually, I'll say this: one of the hot Man. people from my middle school has endured as an extremely like she bridged the gap and is still extremely hot. Staying power. Mm. Wow. The other day, mm. we should have her on yeah, the show. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, the other day, we were in the living room, me and Will, because we went to high school, and we were just we were just saying the names of people that we went to high school with, and then looking them up on Instagram while Sam sat idly by. <laughs> mm, yeah, Bovine and Sam was, Sam was yeah. so bored, and he'd be like, "Oh, cool, check this person out from my high school." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's a funny game. I like to play with my friends from high school. Who's the most random person from high school you could think of? And you just try to pull names out that you haven't said in like know, seven and years. And you say the name yeah. and you're like, Tommy Bellisano, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> names are funny. This is another state of comedy thing that, like, when you use a specific name, a lot of times that's a punchline. Just saying a it's specific true. name. Like Karen. Yeah, it's a little bit hack, but yes, yeah, like Karen. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we've we've done a nice hour and a half. I don't know if they should be an hour and a half. Maybe they should be an hour. I never know. I thought the last half hour was good. No, I thought so too. But as a general rule, do you think? I thought the last half hour was better than the first hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we should do two hours, is what you're saying. <laughs> we should cut the first hour and only yeah, do the last that's half a good hour. Idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we sort of we lost maybe six or seven of our listeners, or I'm, I'm not sure. And in the lot, ah, but then we just got three back. Who knows? The numbers you can't read them. No, They're meaningless. It's true. The polls are cocked, yeah. as they say. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, I'm gonna look for this song. But you guys got any final words? We're gonna start having guests on the show. Every we think maybe. So are we? Maybe get, we have to have a meeting. I shouldn't have announced that. Never mind. It's okay. Yeah, well, we might. We might not. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even get to talk about the number one topic on my list of things I want to talk about was seeing the movie The Wicker Man and what I thought about it. We'll do that next week. We'll do that next week. Raisin Man Arena.